What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis. You are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up? Okay, so let me tell y'all what went down last week, why y'all didn't have a show last week. Okay, so I recorded the show, you know, went on doing everything that I was supposed to do, and I went to go save it, and it completely destroyed the whole show. Like, my computer just shut down on me. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be retrievable. Now... Side note, I tell y'all all the time how exhausting it is for me to do this show, and I'm already tired from running around doing all these things or whatever. So I come back and the whole show is gone. No saving, no nothing. I can't even find the file that I saved. I just was so tired. It was a heavy show. We discussed um, the R. Kelly trial, which, you know, we'll talk about a little bit. Um in a bit, but I was over it. So I chose to have a personal day, a personal week, and um, the rest is history. I apologize. I'm here now, and let's get into the show, okay? Um, We really like the Hot Topic segment. I'm going to stick with it. I like it, even though I feel so drained after the show. I cannot tell y'all, can't emphasize how much it is for me to hear all the crazy shit that's going on, read it, and just like, Lord, and this show is no different, okay? Um, but I wanted to talk about, we have the So You Think, um, um, Seems Like You're Ready segment, where we talked about the R. Kelly trial, and we... Followed the whole trial, and we know what the results of it all was. And um, I am happy with the trial. Um, I, uh, um, how do I explain how I feel? I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just gonna briefly. Catch you guys up. Um, R. Kelly was convicted of racketeering and sex trafficking by a federal jury in New York. Um, This happened September the 28th. Uh, The juries have found R&B singer R. Kelly guilty of racketeering, including acts of bribery, bribery, um, sexual exploitation of a child, along with separate charges of sex sex trafficking. In the federal case in the Eastern District of New York, Kelly faced a total of nine counts, one count of racketeering with 14 underlying acts um, that include sexual exploitation of a child, um, kidnapping, bribery, and sex trafficking charges, and also eight additional counts of violations of the Mann Act a sex trafficking law. And Kelly was found guilty of nine counts, one count of racketeering and eight counts. Oh, I already read this. Why don't they repeat this? Um, today's guilty verdict forever brands R. Kelly as a predator who used his fame and fortune to prey on the young, the vulnerable, and the voiceless of his own sexual for his own sexual gratification, said Jacqueline Costalis, acting U.S. attorney from the Eastern District of New York. R. Kelly is a predator who used his inner circle to ensnare underage girls and young men and women for decades in a sordid web of sex, abuse, exploitation, exploitation, and humiliation, she added. She said the victims were brave for coming forward and telling their stories. Um, 
but the on the other end, the uh, attorney Gloria Alfred, who represented three of the six six victims who testified at the trial, said Kelly is the worst predator she has ever pursued. First, he used the power of his celebrity to recruit vulnerable underage girls to the for the purpose of sexually abusing them. There were not May-October relationships, which is what his defense attorney wanted the jury to believe. These were crimes against children and some adults, Alfred said. Um, she said the verdict was also a message to the other celebrities who prey on others. Kelly did not have any reaction to the verdict when it was read in court, and according to his attorney, he was not expecting this verdict. Um, Kelly could face decades in prison. Uh, the jury, made up of seven men and five women, which, which we talked about, uh, began deliberating Friday afternoon of September the 28th. Uh, in all, Kelly would, could face decades in prison at sentencing, which is scheduled May the 4th. So we're going to have to wait for that, see what's going on with that. We got a little while to keep up with that. But um, the verdict comes 13 years after Kelly, whose full name is Robert Sylvester Kelly, was acquitted of child pornography charges at an Illinois state trial. An attorney for Kelly said they are considering filing an appeal and are disappointed in the verdict. Um, I'll put a link in the description uh, of what uh, that was all about. But apparently Kelly's um, legal problems are not over. Kelly still has legal battles after this trial. In North District of Illinois, he faces more federal charges, including child pornography and obstruction of um, charges. He also faces criminal charges in Minnesota for two counts of engaging in prostitution with a minor and Illinois state charges for aggravated criminal sexual abuse. He has pleaded not guilty to all charges and denies any wrongdoings. Um... We know R. Kelly. We know R. Kelly did it. Um, but I have, I have a theory uh, that about this whole R. Kelly thing that I feel like there was just a quote that they said about how his his legacy would be that he was a predator. Uh, two things. I think that that is horrible as a man who is R&B. He has shifted. He, re- he literally brought R&B music from the 80s to the early to well, what it is today. Like he on his back, everything about what R&B is today is because of R. Kelly. Um. There's no arguing of that. There's no denial that there's no way you can deny that. That is a fact. That man is R&B. And so as a fan of music as a whole, I am heartbroken by her comments because it is true. Uh, two, uh, I, that's also the issue that I have as well is that I feel like a lot of times black men get themselves in situations where they put their their actions put them in a situation where everything they built gets taken away so quickly because it I mean it I, I, it can be you know as as black people anything we have to always work twice as hard so 
or sometimes three times as harder and we have to work four times as harder to maintain what we built. So that made me sad, that comment. But I also feel, I, I, was, I feel like there's something missing that we've talked about on the Seems Like You're, seems, seems like you're Ready uh, series previously where I think that there is something going on here that if R. Kelly was a white male, that there would have been something explored and it's it's mental health now i was i i was scrolling on social media on twitter uh, uh and by the way you know make sure you follow subscribe rate and review uh this podcast uh, i don't do it for my health if you're a new listener you just tuning in or you just been listening and haven't decided to follow us and also follow us on social media on instagram.com slash carmine davis show instagram.com slash carmine davis twitter.com slash carmine davis we um i'm starting to get very more social with the show and bringing it all on the forefront uh, we just made a thousand followers on our Instagram. Finally, y'all are following us on Instagram. Finally, so I love that it's starting to dwindle slowly or all around. We know I know thousands of y'all listen to the show. I need y'all to interact with me. You know, spread the love, show the love. But anyway, I was on social media, and it struck me like what I've been trying to tell y'all. Um, and, um, someone said it on social media or I saw a link of someone saying it and I was shocked by who it was from, but it said everything I really kind of wanted to say. And this hot topic is coming from lovebyscott.com. Shout out to lovebyscott.com. Uh, Selena Johnson believes R. Kelly needs to be in an insane asylum, not jail. Now I'm going to give y'all this. Uh, uh, story and then I'm going to tell you how I feel about it as usual and I want y'all to open your minds before y'all open your mouths um, on Fox Souls Cocktails with Queens hosted by Claudia Jordan the Queens Jordan along with Lisa Ray McCoy Vivica A. Fox and Selena Johnson discussed the R. Kelly guilty verdict um, singer Selena Johnson, who has worked with Kelly, notably on Hypnotic with Fabulous, offered an alternative alternative sentencing that she believes is more in line with what Kelly needs. I don't think he needs to be in jail. I think he needs to be in an insane asylum, said Johnson. Don't get it twisted. I think he needs to be in a straitjacket, she continued. I think some of the behaviors that have been going down has been erratic, and I think that a lot of black men in jail have been misjudged. Like a lot of them, I had a friend that went to jail a long time ago. He said his roommate was so damn crazy. He said that that went on a lot in jail. Because what they do is they throw black men in jail. They just throw everybody in jail. If you're crazy, everybody go to jail. But this dude needs real help. He needs to be in an insane asylum. Real talk, meds, drugs, to the point where like constant therapy. There are many people who agree with her, while others have argued Kelly is not crazy. Um, watch, Click the link in the description. You can watch the link where she kind of... Um, well, as a matter of fact, I'm going to put it here in a jump. Selena, you you worked with him before. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Being that you know you, you had a, you, you knew him, and what are your thoughts on this? That it's kind of well, I guess come to an end until the appeal happens. But what do you think? Um, you know, honestly, like you know, like everybody said, you know, we've been following this situation, and you know, 
I've said so many things on it, but the one thing that I just, I, I'm sad guys. Um, sad. sad all around. Like it's sad for the women, of course, but I'm sad for him too. You know, um, a, a, a young boy that was victimized that ended up victimizing others, you know, is paying for the, you know, he's paying for what happened to him and what, what he did to others. Yeah. And it's just like, man, all this, all this music, all this legacy, his kids, um, you know, his ex-wife and, you know, all, all of the people um, that were around him that uh, maybe didn't know, you know, what was going on. And then just, it's just very- uh, I'll have to stop you right there. No, don't stop me because I got to finish. <laughs> it's just, it's, very, it's, it's just very sad. Like, I'm not talking about didn't know what was going on. I'm talking about like, that didn't see stuff, you know, like you and I, you know, we went, it wasn't like we, we were sitting there watching stuff happening. You know what I'm saying? It was very shocking to see those um, lifetime specials and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when, we, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, you know, we were walking around, walking around these, this man and not knowing nothing that was going on like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just real sad, like the whole legacy everything he like jammed his whole life up he jammed up his whole catalog it's just it's it's really messed up so and i know it's personal for you because we yes. are personal friends with rob you know yeah, what I, mean? like, like, I grew up with him so i know right. so it, it hits hard it hits close to home it's home, different it's, you know? it's it's not just good you went to jail it's like dang yeah. and it's oh, so unfortunate because those people you were talking about that that be in your camp that help facilitate it, they work for you. So it's almost like their job. And even if they turn the other cheek, it's like, will he really listen? Because when you're the boss, it's only so much your sister can buck up and say to you, really, you know, your public, your you're Absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. I heard you say it once, I heard you say it twice. Don't say it again. I like them. I like Claudia, Vivica, uh, Selena, um, and, uh, um, uh, what's her name? <laughs> I'm exhausted, y'all. Y'all know I love Diamond. Um, Lisa Ray. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. I I love Lisa Ray. I love Lisa Ray. That was really no shade. Uh, I love what they got going on over there, and they took the words right out of my mouth. Now I didn't know R. Kelly. I haven't worked with him. I don't know him personally, but. I feel like I do, and especially going into the research that I went through with, with him and his story, hearing him talk about his childhood, hearing the, the contradictions back and forth from his family and what they saw him as, this is sad. Um, I don't feel happy about this. I think that there should have been, if he was a white man, there would have already been talks about his mental health. There's not a lot of public talk about his mental health. I think because they just, we just, we have been fixated on taking him down instead of helping R. Kelly, someone who's given us so much. Do you know what I'm saying? And he's a pervert. But if we can go, and there are mass shooters who go see it immediately, get out of handcuffs and go to a mental asylum. Uh, who have planned and plotted, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they're white, you know, little young white boys. He's an older, damaged black man who was fragile, who hurt a lot of people because he was hurt. 
and has no, like I say all the time, he does not understand, he does not understand what he's done. I don't know, y'all. I don't know, child. Let me know what y'all think. Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Do you feel like there should be a conversation regarding R. Kelly's mental health? Do you feel like that should be something in account? Or do you feel like he is aware of what he's done and what he's been doing the last 20, 30 years? I don't know. We're going to move on um, to the second hot topic. Okay, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I knew this was going to happen. Okay. Um, (sighs) Critics call to cancel Dave Chappelle Netflix for ridiculing trans people. Um, Again, this is from lovebyscott.com. Dave Chappelle is back in some familiar hot water. Uh, The always outspoken stand-up comic is pushing the public's buttons again, and a swelling wave of cultural critics and activist organizations are calling for his brand-new Netflix special to be yanked from the streaming giant's catalog. The special, the sixth and final in the Emmy winner's big buck deal with Netflix, premiered Tuesday and immediately stoked the flames of controversy with incendiary jokes about transgender women. Okay, so Chappelle 48 is also being accused of defending what many perceive to be problematic comments by rapper DaBaby and Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, as well as deflecting criticism he faced for cracking wise about the trans community in previous specials. Um, And in the closer, the closer, Chappelle declares that he's joining Rowling and Team Turf, the acronym for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist, and conflated rapper DaBaby's homophobic statements at a show over the summer with with sentimentic racism. Sentimentic racism. In our community, you can shoot and kill a nigga, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings, Chappelle says on stage, referencing a 2018 shooting incident involving the rapper at a Walmart in North Carolina. The 19-year-old victim later died. The brewing backlash is ample, but perhaps most shocking is the reaction from one of his Netflix own, Jacqueline Moore, executive producer and showrunner of the streaming giants Dear White People. More bluntly declared herself done with Netflix. Um, I love so many of the people I've worked with at Netflix. She shared on Twitter after derailing, detailing her own transition in a passionate post. Brilliant people and executives who have been collaborative and fought for important art. More continue. But I will not work with them as long as they continue to put out and profit from blankly and dangerously transphobic content. Meanwhile, the National Black Justice Coalition, a civil rights advocacy group focused on the LGBTQ community, goes so far as to prod Netflix to pull the closer from its menu. With 2021 on track to be the deadliest year on record for transgender people in the United States, the majority of whom are black transgender people, Netflix should know better. NBJC Executive Director David Johns said in a statement to Deadline, Perpetrating, um, per, uh, per, 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 perpetuating, I'm sorry, y'all. Why can I not say the word? Perpetuating 
<laughs> transphobia perpetuates violence. Netflix should immediately pull the closer from the platform, from its platform, and directly apologize to the transgender community. LGBTQ advocacy leaders at GLAD also caught out the acclaimed comics pattern of degrading jokes, declaring Chappelle's brand has become synonymous with ridiculing trans people and other marginalized communities. Reps for Chappelle and Netflix have so far declined to comment officially on the negative buzz, but the comic did address the LGBTQ community directly in the closer, saying that he harbors no hate for them. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm not the only black person that feels this way. We look at the gay community, we go, God damn it. Look at how well that movement is going. Look at how well you are doing. And we've been trapped in the predicament for hundreds of years. How the fuck are you making that kind of progress? However, Chappelle goes to on to claim there's a big difference between the old school gangsters and gays who fought for change during the Stonewall era. I'm not that fond of these new gays, too, too sensitive, too brittle. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm a part of the problem. I... Uh, too brittle. The, those aren't the gays I grew up with. They fought for their freedom. I respect that shit. <laughs> Um, you can check out part of the show, um, in this link in the description. Um, but don't expect an apology from Dave. I don't either. Um, I get, as usual, I'm Chanel to the bullshit. I see both sides. Like, I do understand that, yes, that comment can make people feel like, it's okay to be transphobic. Um, it's ushering in more joke and more materials for people to use against uh, transgendered uh, women, especially black people. Uh, Dave Chappelle tends to have an influence on the black community, uh, especially the black hetero men. Um... I, at the same time, he is funny. I haven't seen the special. I have not seen the space special at all. Um, but I'm going to be real about it. I think that he does have somewhat of a point. I'm sorry. I, I, he has a point. Now, the points are this. Okay, so, boom. Okay, listen, sisters. All right, yes. As gays, we did not tolerate that shit from the jiggity jump. We have, yes, we have clowned. We have fought. We have cussed we, for our rights. And we make people, we shitted on people to make them feel badly for their, their their mistreatment of us let's be real about it we have shitted on people for you know nobody can shade you and make you feel bad about feeling anything as much as a gay person can 
hell, I, I made a whole show about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody can cut you down like a gay. And when it comes to mistreating us and defending ourselves, we have been very... Um, stoic but it seems like black people can't come together and say hey all together now we are not allowing people to mistreat us we have a half of a group of black people who are always like well you know we do be acting ghetto we do be having arguments with the cops if you don't want problems you know you need to comply you know then you got the others who are doing so much of the work where it's like it's exhausting and we end up not gatekeeping everything that we should or we end up making uh, turning a blind eye to comments that the baby has made or or like things that he has done that we just turn a blind eye to. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga is wildin'. No, at the same time, the gays are not tolerating that shit, okay? We, to be a black gay man, I feel like I am one of the most powerful people in the world. I think that I have a eye for culture. I know what's going on. I'm also intelligent. I feel like if I can just get past all the white supremacy bullshit around me, call it like I see it, never let anybody uh, uh, push me aside. No, even the hetero, um, the, the hetero agenda, they talk about the homo agenda. There's clearly a hetero agenda in the workplace or anywhere else. Like if I can just not adhere to that, and I stay in my truth, I can do anything. But there are, there, that black community, we have issues in the gay community. You know, y'all bitches are trash. You know, like we, we do a lot of crazy shit on our own. But as far as when it comes to a mistreatment in our community and how we look out for one another is completely on a different spectrum. The progress that we've made as gay community. I remember I was I was in school. Like I saw, I literally saw I had my first boyfriend when I was found out that we were able to get married everywhere. I was at the mall when I found that out. And I I thought I'd never see it. Now I'm looking here like of course I can fucking get married. You know what I'm saying? Like in such a short period of time, but I may or may not be able to go to Burlington Coat Factory and shop around without being followed. You know, I may not be able to get pulled over and be able to go home without getting gunned down or harassed by an officer. So he does make a point. If someone said something to me, a homophobic comment, and I said that out loud, are you making fun of me because I'm gay? These bitches are getting canceled. Racism, oh, you know, it's so we we've allowed it to be so arbitrary. Like we allowed to shrink it. Well, I don't know if they mean it because I'm black. You know, no, you know what the fuck they meant. That's the prog. I feel like that's what he was trying to say. I don't know. Do y'all I need y'all to I need some feedback. Do y'all feel like he was out of the way? I, but the issue comes with the trans community i feel like he does have a 
obsession with the trans community. Dave Chappelle gives me he's fucked some trans pussy before. So I'm not totally sure what the big deal is. Um, I don't know, child. I, Dave, girl, I... I, I, we talk, me and my best friend talk about this all the time. We don't really understand what, let me get closer to the mic, child. We, what the fuck, to my hetero male, black hetero male listeners, all four of y'all, why, probably a lot more technically, because, you know, I have a history of sleeping with hetero men, quote unquote, you know, but we'll get to that one day. I'm whatever but um what real question what is uh what is your obsession with gay culture i, I think he dave kind of touched on it a little bit when he was just like wow y'all have progressed really really fast and we're stagnant still stagnant in the black culture um, which I think a lot of times people forget that gay culture is black culture. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. Um, why? What's the fixation? What is? What gets y'all's what What gets y'all's gears going about seeing two niggas kiss? You know, or um, what really gets y'all's like, what gets y'all's juices flowing about um, uh, me wearing a wig? You know, what, why, what, what is it about that? What, what triggers you and your heteronormality? What, what assaults that seeing Lil Nas X stiff dance at the VMAs in a Speedo? Like, what makes you... Why does it feel like that is such a, an attack on everything you stand for? Like gay culture is an attack on everything you stand for. When it is literally one of the cultures that have, if you are being honest with yourself, has nothing to do with you and will never have anything to do with you. If what you're saying is like, that is one thing that if you are a heterosexual man, homosexuality has no effect on you none none nothing it has no effect on you someone being transsexual and wearing a dress and a skirt if you are not interested in having sex with that particular person if that is not someone it has nothing to do with you that is one culture that has nothing to do with you nothing that y'all fixate on it to it's the top tier. Um, if you want to get a group at the barbershop, if you want to keep them talking or get them all in high spirits, talk about some gay shit. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? It really rouses niggas up. Another nigga sucking another nigga's dick. And I don't understand why that has anything to do with you. I don't get it. Why is it something that crosses your mind? Why is it something that's so charging if it has nothing to do with you? Do you get what I'm saying? If you know, then you know what I'm trying to say. I'm moving on. I, I don't know, Dave. 
I'm gonna watch it though because I do date, think Dave Chappelle is hilarious. So I am gonna watch it and judge for myself. Um, but I do want I do want y'all to stay out of gay people's business. All right, um, moving on. Um, something uh, serious. This is from LoveBeastGuy.com too. Um, Minneapolis cops caught on camera saying they were hunting George Floyd protesters. Now, this is no secret. Let me, you know, I, my, my protest wig is stiff and it's always on my mantle. Um, I'm always ready to do some type of activism, even if it's something subtle, you know, even in a workplace, which if there is a issue on crime, like a, a black issue or a home, like I was saying, bitch, I am ringing the bell. Do you hear me? I am clowning, staging walkouts, staging retaliations. Like I am all for it. So um, protesting is something that has become really close to my heart. And um, this is no shock to me. And I, I hope it's not to you. Uh, new body camera footage reveals Minneapolis police officers talked about hunting down protesters and celebrated shooting them with rubber bullets five days after the murder of George Floyd. Now, according to CBS Minneapolis, the footage was released by the attorney of Jaleel Stallings, a man who cops shot with rubber bullets. He returned fire with a gun that he was authorized to carry. Once officers started racing towards Stallings, he went to the ground and the members of the MPD beat him for about 30 seconds. In September, he was acquitted of several criminal charges, including second-degree attempted murder. In one of the clips, several officers were riding together in a van on May the 30th, 2020, just five days after Floyd was killed. The cops were caught expressing their hatred for those who were protesting and how excited they were to shoot at them. We're going to split it up, drive down Lake Streets, said one officer. You see a fucking group, call it out. Okay, great. Fuck them up. Gas them up. Fuck them up. A sergeant, a, a sur, uh, oh, who, a sergeant who was commanding the unit said, "Let them have it, boys. Let them have it. Right there, get them, get them, get them, hit them, get them, hit them." Um, that sounds like my last sex party. Um, at one point, and uh, that's not funny. At one point, an officer who fired less lethal rounds on a distant crowd of protesters said, "Gotcha." As he hit someone, the group of officers then began to laugh, and the cop who fired was congratulated with a fist bump and "Good hit, buddy! You guys are out hunting people now, and it's just a nice champ of chance change of tempo." One officer said, "Fuck these people." Elsewhere, an officer and personated the Looney Tunes character Elmer Fudd, "Be viewy, viewy, quiet. Be very, very quiet." We're hunting activists, he said. The sergeant, the, the sergeant then said not to turn on lights or sirens. It's like a slow jog in the park finding people, he stated. Check, um, oh my God. There is some body cam. Um, there's links in the description to the body cam audio. Um, this isn't shocking to... Me, I mean, like, I, I, it was clear that um, there was a hunt. They had access. They were a, they were able to get at us. Like protesters, it was clear that they were. It was a game to them. Like, like listening to some of this audio, it sounds like 
they were playing Call of Duty or some shit, not attacking black protesters who are fighting for someone else's lives that the officer took. Officers took, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a sick, twisted gang with the police officers. And I had a conversation with someone recently about why they're all like blue lives matter flag immediately offends me. And it's things like this that have to come out for people to really understand that you advocating for them is somewhat um, completely and totally a root for it's a okay for them and what they've done to us. I I don't know. I'm over pretending like and I'm tired of black people's experiences being diminished. And we've talked about this multiple times on my show, um even back with back on um the the Fubo series. I I feel like people don't, especially white people don't, everyday white people don't understand our relationship and how our relationship with the officers because they don't have to understand it. So they, like they do with everything else, diminish it. It didn't happen. Gaslight us. And it has to take audio and things and experiences like this to come out for people to understand that uh, what we've been saying the whole time that there is a hunt on um black people there is a hunt on black culture hunt on a hunt on like we were talking about recently with the Dave Chappelle situation uh, there are gay officers who don't want to who will not be treated ill because of their sexuality they will stand up and fight there are black off, I mean gay officers who will uh run uh, t- two wheels to investigate a homophobic exchange. But there are black officers who would partake in c- shooting another nigga who is protesting something that directly affects them. And that is why the progress is so stagnant with us in the black community. We can't even sit back and uh, something like the death of George Floyd, it caused division in our own community. Like we pretend that on the surface, yeah, you know, it seems like we were, but no, not enough of us were protesting. Not enough of us were speaking out about the things that are happening. And not enough of us are talking about things like this. Uh, We, there's still a sense of false security that some of us black people have with um, police officers. If we all know someone who's had a horrible in, a run-in with a police officer, whether you even know it yourself, sometimes it's so passive and so um, casual that we don't even realize that, wow, that was a really aggressive exchange with an officer. Uh, did he have to come at me like that? Did he have to speak to me? Was that professional? Was it something that, even that, like, do you realize that these are people at work? 
the way they speak to you, them cursing you out, forcefully grabbing you and all those things are not really what's in their job description. So for someone to pull you over and then call you a name or say anything or or make a weird claim or or I, I, is this your car? You know like something like like those are uh, you you look like you you must have a nice job. You know those are that causes aggravation and and it comes from little things like that to big things like this them hunting us uh in a protest using this as an opportunity to play like as fucking call of duty on our asses and and spray rubber bullets and and tear gas and make elmer fudd uh voices and shit like this was real life for black people and it was not uh handled as such by the police officers it was not respected it was not honored it wasn't seen that way they they completely missed the mark and they used this opportunity to bully on a marginalized group and the proof is here the proof is right here Make sure you click this link in the description, read um, and hear the audio because it, it's good and it's, it's, it's informative. And I think you should all listen to this. And that's the show. That's the show. I love y'all. I promise I won't leave y'all hanging again. And this, which is so crazy because now like my stuff is running smoothly. So... Ugh, I don't know what the fuck was up with it last week, but I was over it. Again, I'm got to run to Los Rios, give me a little margarita and a taco, and come lay my ass back t- down, okay? Like, back t- the fuck down. And um, I hope y'all enjoy y'all's week and take care of yourselves. Love y'all, bye.